Hey, howdy, hey, friends. Welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Landon and Colby. We'll be discussing a little bit of a treat recap, because Colby just got back from one of my favorite trips of his from WDW. Then we're going to hop on in to Hopper Drop with the latest in Disney news. And we're going to come at you with some new hot takes, one of my favorite segments, and it was a huge hit last week, so we're doing it again. Then it's about time we draft that ride line cue of music in WDW. I'm hyped. Then we're going to wrap things up with the Disney Trivia Showdown. I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. I'm so excited to hear about it. How was your trip? What is up, Rope Droppers? Man, I got back from the trip yesterday, and the trip was just really awesome. Truly, like I don't have really any complaints. I'm really thankful to be able to go spend time with my family. As well as friends, I got to see a lot of friends this past trip. I saw Gracie a lot. I saw Philip a lot. I saw Nick a lot. And so that was really a huge blessing to be able to hang out with them. But yeah, overall, the trip was just really smooth. And so just feeling really thankful. I also got to saw, see Amelia for a second, one of the loyal rope dropper listeners. So that was really cool. She was working right after we got off of Cosmic Rewind. So we got to chat with her for a second. So shout out to her. But yeah, it was not really crowded this past weekend. And so that was really nice. Like, for example, throughout the day, like we rode Toy Story Mania. It was like probably 6 p.m. And the wait was like 25 minutes. It was insane. It's nuts. Yeah, it really was nuts. And so the crowds being low were obviously a factor in the trip going so well. Because if it's super crowded, it's difficult to... It's more difficult to enjoy it, but there's some few things that I really want to touch on. And I did an instant reaction podcast in Disney, actually, and that's going to go up soon. But I just want to touch on a few things. So first of all, I saw the new Fantasmic for the first time. First time since 2020. And do y'all care about spoilers or should I not mention it? I want to hear the spoilers. Okay, so the new Fantasmic, you know, I don't want to exaggerate. But the new Fantasmic is probably 100 times better than the last one for me. Like, literally, it doesn't touch it at all. I'm, I was just wowed by it. Like, basically, one thing I really loved about it is the core of the show is still the same. So they didn't change it to a an extent that it lost its, I guess, like, it did. they didn't change it enough to where they lost, like, the feel of the show and the tone of the show. Like, the show is still the same, but... They just upgraded a lot because in the past they had the thing where it was Pocahontas themed and it just didn't really fit anymore. But what they did is they added sections of movies to it. So it's you've got Moana, you have Frozen, you have Mulan, you actually do have a Pocahontas section as well. So I think I'm forgetting one more, but the Mulan section was so sick. Like it got me fired up. But really, it is like you're in Mickey's dream. And you know how dreams can be. Like, they can be random where you're thinking about one thing and then the next you're thinking about the other thing. So I thought that was really true to the show. And obviously, Mickey takes it over and stuff like that. He's like, this is my dream. (laughs) But it was just really a beautiful show. And the visuals were really upgraded. The visuals were really just improved. And I do think that there were some things in the old Fantasmic that are outdated. But... I was just really thrilled with it. Landon, are you going to go see the new Fantastic when you go? 
Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. They had it whenever I went in January, but we didn't really have the time, I guess, to just kind of take a second because we were rushing pretty much most of those days we were there. So definitely next time I'm in the parks, I'm going to check that out. But I'm pretty jealous. It looks like it's going to be really good and I'm excited. Yeah, it was really great. Definitely make it a priority to go watch it. We actually had the Fantasmic Dining Package. So we Ooh. ate at Mama Melrose before. Yeah, we had Mama Melrose before. And actually, Mama Melrose shocked me. Like, literally, it was so good. I love really? Italian food. So, yeah, I thought it was great. I was waddling out of Mama Melrose. Is it a lot better than, like, uh, on a scale of Disney Italian food? Like, where does it fall in the scale of between Tony's Town Square and, like, Topolino's? Or does it, so, or it's, does not it to it's not Topolino's, but it's definitely not Tony's. It's much better than Tony's. I would say... <laughs> I would give it a strong, like, 7.5 or 8. Like, it was wow. a very above-average experience. Yeah, I thought it was great. We really enjoyed it. I also want to touch on Tron real quick, because, so, the new Fantasmic and Tron were the big things that I really wanted to do this, this past trip. Because, obviously, I'd been waiting for Tron for six years. And I just want to say, overall, this experience is a 9 out of 10. And it's a, instantly a top 5 ride for me. I can understand it not being the best ride just because we have Cosmic Rewind and Cosmic Rewind is easily the best ride. But man, I just have a few notes on this, but I, the theming of this area is just pristine. Like it literally was amazing. I loved it so much. The music, while you go up the ramp, the buildup when you're walking up the ramp to the ride is just so epic. The music really hits in this area. There's a like kind of a drama building um, when you're walking up the ramp, it just because the music, I don't know how they do this, but it gets louder and it gets more intense as you're walking up. It's so sick. And so it really like builds that, that pit in your stomach. It just builds it up and you're like, I'm literally about to ride Tron. So I was really impressed with that. Disney really does a great job with music. And I think that this, they definitely hit it here. The pre-show is probably my favorite pre-show in all of Disney because it was literally like 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like, I'm not trying That's to spoil amazing. it or anything, but yeah. So it was quick and to the point, like, I'm not a big fan of long pre-shows. I was just so excited to ride. But the pre-show, you'll see it when you'll see it when you get there, because I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't. But the pre-show is very short, and it's it gets to the point very quickly, and I'm very happy with that. So the ride is super fun. I can't wait to ride it again. I actually got to ride it in the morning time and also at night and it's probably 10 times better at night just because when you come out and all the lights they just did a really good job with the lighting of that area but i was just really impressed overall only if i had to critique one thing it could be a little longer and i think that's the big critique from everyone about tron it could be longer if it was like 20 seconds longer i think it'd be a 10 out of 10 ride but i think that overall the experience is well worth what you're getting and if it was a little longer, I understand. Like, I maybe it would take the peel away, the peel away of like the drama of it, but because it does feel very quick and to the point, like you're in a light cycle run. But at the same time, like it was just, it was an amazing ride. The people that are hating on it, I think to be fair to them, it's like they expected something like grand, and because it's been six years since they announced the opening of it, but I, I was not over underwhelmed. I just want to say that right now. I really wasn't. I thought it was amazing. Also riding in the front seat was 
a really cool experience because you're actually going pretty fast. And I challenge you, if you're a thrill seeker like myself, do not hold on to the handrails and put your hands up while you're going outside. And that's an amazing experience. So definitely <laughs> really? nine out of 10 experience. Yes. Yes, definitely. Nine out of 10 ride, 10 out of 10 experience. That's awesome. I think with the talking about Tron and talking about all these new roller coasters that like Disney has been bringing to Disney World, I think it's time that we touch on Hopper Drop, which is where we discuss the latest in Disney news. But we're going to be jumping straight into a story that I'm super hyped about. You know, Tokyo Disneyland continues to go above and beyond any other Disney theme park as they upgrade their Space Mountain, which is originally was exactly a carbon copy of the Disneyland Space Mountain. But they have officially broken ground on a four-hundred-plus-million-dollar overhaul to their Tomorrowland slash Space Mountain area. And honestly, this is a huge win for me because even though it's all the way over there in Tokyo, but because it's a carbon copy of Disneyland's and super similar to Disney World's, we're likely, if this overhaul goes smoothly and if this overhaul goes well, we are likely to see it over here in WDW in the future. And that just makes me so excited. And, you know, I'm already incentivized to go to Tokyo as is. So I'm actually caring about their old attractions and updating them. And because Tomorrowland's one of those really difficult lands to do anyways. So I think that them updating Tomorrowland and like continuing to give their parks love, it's honestly what puts them above and beyond any other Disney park in my head. A huge hop for me makes me excited for the future of Disneyland and Walt Disney World here for our domestic parks. Yeah, absolutely. This is a huge hop for me also. Something that Tokyo Disneyland does is they just really set the tone for, I think, a lot of other parks, and it forces Disney to make these decisions elsewhere. So I think this is definitely going to push Disney to do better in the States, especially. So I really hope we see this overhaul happen in Magic Kingdom, in Disneyland, but I think it's a really good start and props to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, I love that they're continuing to just, I think, break break down walls over there. Like, they are just figuring out how they can make it the coolest and best. And it has been translating to our parks as well, so I hope that, that it continues to just come over to our parks. And I we could really use... Uh, overhaul space mountain i rode space mountain a few times this past trip and man i just didn't really want to get on it again because it's so rough i enjoy it still but i can't ride it that many times in a row so it could really use an overhaul in my opinion i think of, of any ride in the magic kingdom right now i think that's the one that needs to overhaul the most i really do yeah. hot take i don't think that's that hot i honestly i in my like originally like back in 2020 or like 2019 whenever they were they announced the opening of tron i always thought that whenever tron opened up that would be whenever space mountain officially got its overhaul and now i think that with disney investing more in their parks i don't know how likely it is for space mountain to get an overhaul because because something a story we'll talk about later is that they're super ip heavy right now and space mountains doesn't have any ip it is a people eater, so I think that if Disney did fix it, make it a little bit, even just like a track refurb, would make this ride exponentially better. So I'm I'm glad we're all on board for something that's happened, happening so far away from us. Yeah. But let's go ahead and hit on something a little bit closer to home. Actually, one of the more controversial parts of Hollywood Studios is this area with the quote-unquote 
rethemed Pixar place opens in Hollywood Studios. And it's a not-so-obvious overhaul. It's really just a, a bit of a paint job from, like, the Municiburg, if y'all remember that, whenever the Incredibles were based there. And before this area reopened, they had Pixar characters shoved into every area of the park where you could meet, like, Edna, Frozone, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Sully and Mike, just basically anywhere. But now they've even all been rehomed to Pixar Place, which I'm a huge fan of. And also, with this area reopening, the Num Num Cookies have officially moved back to their original location in Pixar Place, which, if y'all haven't had them, the Num Num Cookies very feel very professional saying that but the num cookies are are <laughs> one of the best snacks in hollywood studios they're really good they don't beat the cream cheese stuffed pretzel if you can get them while they're hot then it's fantastic so huge hop all around again this area is extremely underwhelming i'm not a huge fan of pixar place i think trends got moved over into toy story land i think that this area has just inc been increasingly more disappointing that being said, I do that it's not just closed off. I do that it's like actually getting used and you don't just walk down there and it's like a dead end and you have to turn around. There's actually stuff to do down there. And the Edna mode meet and greet is honestly so cool. If y'all have never seen that, she has the Incredibles costumes all throughout it. So that's a really cool part of it. So I'm glad that's back. But everything else, like top or drop for me, I would rather, I wish they would have given it more love. But again, I'm glad that the Pixar characters are all in one area now. Yeah, there's a lot of potential for this area, so it's underwhelming. Not really what it really is. I think it'd be doing a lot more, and I'd like to see them do a lot more, but at least they're just updating it a little bit. It at least shows that, hey, we hear what y'all are saying. We're going to cater to the audience in a little way. Hopefully it's a major way, though, in the future. The num cookies, more like the yum yum. I love those things. Shout out Colby for introducing those to me. I cannot wait to get one in a month. So that's a hop. I recently was just in this area <laughs> and I was walking around. I walked right back out. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's just underwhelming and there's really nothing to do over there. They need to put a ride over there. If they put a ride over there with all any Pixar character, like whatever, it seems like that it's really Incredibles dominated. So you put an Incredibles ride over there. I think that things would go well. There's just, I know that there's, limited space over there but they could probably figure it out i know like you could get rid of all like the meet and greets and stuff and put like a ride in there but aren't there like offices behind the place yeah and the show building for mickey and minnie's is right there and it's like in between mickey and minnie's runaway railway and toy story mania as far as like where it's at in the park yeah yeah so there is limited space but i guess like Offices are one thing because you could probably move like any office space. To be honest, Disney would probably do that, but obviously you can't move like the show buildings. Um, I did have a Nom Nom cookie. I did a review on, on Colby Trade Spins. If you don't follow Colby Trade Spins, there's a lot of content from the trip yeah. up. And, what uh, are you doing? What are you doing? Honestly, <laughs> but I did review the Nom Nom cookie. It was very dry. The one I got, and I'm not trying to be negative. It was still good. I ate all of it, but it was super dry. But I still gave it like a four out of five or whatever. It was really good. It's worth the price. You, it's literally just a giant cookie, and the price is pretty fair. Yeah. Definitely go check it out. But yeah, I'm actually going to drop this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... I, and I just... I'm going to drop this as a whole, because I just think that this is a really subpar way to use one of the most beloved 
movie franchises that Disney has. So I'm going to drop it. I concur. And I think the, in my head, the only thing that, so I understand why this area is the way it is. What would make this area one a million times better, guys? If it wasn't a dead end. If you could walk Amen. through over to like the Streets of America section slash Muppet area still, this area would not be bad at all. If you could walk like if it was because Hollywood Studios, for those of you who don't know, is very much a broken circle. Disney tries to make their like theme parks where you could if hypothetically you could walk in a straight line and Hollywood Studios is the only park you can't do that in and see everything. So I would love for them to fix that and make it less of a dead end, it just makes this area so tough to even pretend to like. If I was walking through, I'd probably like it more. But yeah, but just the, the fact that I get all the way down to the end, and I'm not a again, not everything in Disney's made for us. Like none of us here are really character meet and greet people. Even though I do think the character meet and greet aspects are like essential for Disney, and there's and like well, Edna's is super rethemed. Frozone is just meeting in front of a brick wall, but. Yeah, if this was just not a dead end, then it would honestly probably have been a hot for Colby. Maybe if you could, if it was like a shortcut over to the other side of the park, because right now you have to go all the way through Toy Story Land, all the way through Galaxy's Edge, just to get over to Muppet Vision. So, I'm I'd have to think about that. it. I'd have to think <laughs> about it. It's it's firmly in the drop category right now. Now we're going to move on to the next story. We've hit this story a couple of times on the podcast, but it's officially over. We will no longer be talking about it after this. I want to give it one last hop from us here at Rope Droppers. Beautiful sight lines of Epcot are officially back with the removal of the last of the harmonious barges. And again, we've talked about it before, but this is a huge hop for me. I am disappointed that the barges didn't get used in a better way, but... I am glad that they are gone and that Epcot is back to its former glory. Praise God. We can see where we're going now and see across the water. Yeah, definitely a hop. It sucks that Harmonious is going because I actually did like Harmonious as a show. and it's But the barges were buzzkill. Definitely an eyesore. So I think it's good because to be able to see across the lagoon, obviously I was just there. And so... This is definitely a very welcome sight for me, and I will give this a big old hop. Now we're going to move on to our final story, which doesn't have a super like eye-catching thing. It's something that Disney fans have been afraid of for a while, or Disney Park fans have been afraid of for a while. But Disney, in their latest earning call, has, has confirmed that their vision has not changed since JPEG left the company. They are going to continue to put intellectual property into the theme parks, and that is where their future investments will be going. Honestly, I like that they're... It's hard to drop this because I am so happy that they're investing in the theme parks, but it makes me so sad that we will probably not get any more rides that are based on original IP, which is something that Disney World did so well from the get-go. So I'm dropping the IP being everywhere. I think I like the investment in the future of the theme parks, and I think that... I think the domestic parks deserve it and need it. I don't know. I have mixed emotions about this one. Yeah, I feel the same way. Pretty similar. I like that they're committing to the updates and that they're at least out with what they're doing, but I don't really like the delivery as a whole. I like those Disney, like original just concept stuff. Um, Like Everest, for instance, space mountain, like those are some elite rides and they don't have IP. So I think if they just did that a little bit more, it just makes it more unique because all these other parks, 
whether it's like Universal or like even like a Six Flags, like they're using their brands, they're using that property that they have, and they're making rides off of it. And that's not always the most special thing for me. I like those unique things. And I know Disney has done a great job in the past with that. And that's where I see them set apart in like a type of way. Obviously, they're miles ahead of those places. But this just, it's a little bit of a bummer for me. So I'm going to drop it as a whole. But I do think they're at least investing and making the commitments to the future at least. As I read this article, man, my heart just sank so many times because I really would like to see more non-IP come to the park. But at the same time, this is where Disney's going. And if they want to use their intellectual property, the things that they have invested money into to invest money into the parks, logistically, I can understand why they want to do that. Obviously, it makes sense for them. I think as Disney fans, it would have been really fun to see another Expedition Everest type ride where it's literally just a Yeti or a type of Figment where a Figment ride where it's literally just Figment and they're making it up for the park. But I am thrilled to hear that they really, they are trying to build more and do more. So overall, I am going to, I, this is very surprising probably, but I'm going to hop on this overall just because Basically, it's just talking about how Disney wants to really invest more into their theme parks, which will be a good thing overall. So I'm going to hop on it just for that case alone. Yep. And I think it poses a super interesting question because we've talked about IP going into Epcot before, and we've talked about IP going into all these different areas like Dino Land, like just basically how we would do it. But the question I want to ask y'all is, Y'all want Disney to continue to put IP into their already existing parks and attractions? Or do you think it's time, actually, like, logistically, do you think it's time for us to get a fifth gate? Do you think Walt Disney World is ready for that next step? Shoot. I always like when there's more. I think this would spread it out a lot more, definitely. Fifth gate's a huge commitment. Obviously, I would like the creativity aspect of this if they were to not rush it, actually plan it out and... Maybe listen to the fans, or not fans, but the guests. It's not going to happen, but if Disney just a just little bit listened out there, I think they could really make like a really cool park. I know Colby is passionate about a certain land, and maybe this is something that they could do with this fifth gate. So more's better, bigger the better. So I like this. That would be cool. Yeah, so my firm answer on this is no. I really don't think it's time for a fifth gate because as someone who just went to Disney two days ago or a day ago, there's some areas that need major improvement. So I think we should focus, you know, I think Disney should focus on getting all four parks to a place where they're very happy with them. And they might be happy with them now. I doubt that though. All four parks to be a full day park. They're going to be pouring so much money into that fifth gate. So they're not going to be doing anything else in the other four parks. Once we start that fifth gate, that all the four parks are going to be like legitimately in, in a freeze. They're not going to do anything. I promise you they won't. They won't. That's true. Unless something has to be done. So let's get all four parks exactly where we want them and then start flirting with the fifth gate. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's, I think that's a good segue because I, I think that, that take Colby is not a super hot take. I imagine you have a few in the tank, so let's go ahead and jump on in to the next segment. 
of hot takes. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. I was just sitting here. One of my favorite things to do is read through like Reddit threads. I was telling them this before. So reading through a Reddit thread about Disney World hot takes, some of them just make me laugh. And then some of them like, okay, like that's actually good. So I wrote down three off the top of my head, but I'm just going to share one of them today and save the other two for future shows. This one's spicy. Y'all aren't going to agree with it, but I'm going to put it anyways because I think it caters to a nice kid audience. All right. Are y'all ready? Sure. We have four kids that listen, maybe. We have four people under 18 (laughs) that maybe tune in. This is really going to hit home, Landon. Yes. All right. So the concept of Speedway is not bad, but the follow through is the issue. I think it caters to the it does not cater to the audience well in terms of queue, it being so hot. But I think like the ride itself is meant for children, and it is an awesome ride. If you're a child, does that make sense? I don't think that's that hot, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not like my skillet's not burning, but okay. Yeah. I'd agree that if they just did it better, I think right now, but I think until they do it better, it's going to continue to be a colossal waste of space. Yes. I don't think that's hot at all. I think that the idea behind it is really fun, but I agree that the execution is horrible to say the least. Should Um, I read another one? No, it's your hot take. All right. All right. All right. So going to my hot take, this one, (laughs) this one is hot. And it's you're I'm not I, think, <laughs> I think people are gonna be like okay i may pause the podcast and stop listening to it after i say this so please don't do that Man, but the rise of the people engaged colby the goal is to- i know but this is honestly how i feel this is honestly and i know that it's a hot take but rise of the resistance is not a top 10 attraction i'm Get leaving out <laughs> i know i just it's not top not rise a top of the- 10 it's for me. It's not a top ten attraction. Like it's really not, not a top five. Is it's eleven. Rides, it's eleven. It's eleven. What rides? Would you put what eleven rides? Would you put a? We really need to do that podcast soon because every time you say like a take like this, my blood just my blood pressure just <laughs> is this it is goes crazy. So definitely, I'm really into fantasy football, and when someone is like off of consensus, they are like considered a this. So if you're really high on something and then, so I am, if you're really high on something, you're bullish, but I'm just not bullish on Rides of Resistance as a ride. I think it's a beautiful ride. I love it. It's in the, it's in my top 11 for a reason, but I think there, I really do think there's 10 rides better than Rides of Resistance right now on Disney property. That's my scorching hot take. Obviously I'm much lower on this than most everyone, but it's just... I just like the ride. I really do. I enjoy the ride every time I'm on it. It's a good ride, but there's, I just think there's 10 better. I firmly Man. disagree. I, I also <laughs> firmly disagree. I'm not even like a huge star. That, that, wow. It was I'm in like, top five for y'all? It's probably, no, it's probably in top 10, but I would never, like, it, it's probably seven or eight. Not like my favorite. So thing we're really do, not but... that. So we're really not that far off. Uh, no, there's a big difference between 7 and 11. I need to get on so, Tron so I know where Tron actually lies on my list. Um, is firmly number 4 for me right now. Firmly. <laughs> I don't see it I don't see it moving up to be honest. Like I don't see it moving up in that top 3 tier. Yeah. But still a top 5 ride. 
I'm really surprised because it's that trackless ride system that you rave about too. So I that's tough. Well, it's eleven. It's eleven for a reason. Yeah, that's still a really good ranking. Really strong ranking. If you really sit down and rank every ride in the Walt Disney World, there's a lot of freaking rides, bro. There's a lot. So eleven, eleven is good. We need to do it purely because I want to know every single ride that's above Dinosaur for Dinosaur to be at your number 30. For my hot take, I'm going <laughs> to... Goodness, that one's hard to follow up. But I, th I think I have one that'll also make your blood boil a little bit, Colby. I think that I think that Starbucks belongs in Disney World. I also think that McDonald's belong to Disney World and more like family-friendly fast food chains, if they're done well, should be in Disney World. Yes. Bring in and out Burger to Hollywood Studios. <laughs> but just there, nowhere else. Man, I, this upsets me. <laughs> I understand the thought process behind it, though, because you get, you'll get good food out of your park experience. But I just think that Disney needs to do it better. But I don't know if they will. Yeah, we've um, been saying that for years. But the chicken nuggets, I know. I've been able to get the same chicken nuggets for like my entire life at Disney World. So what fast food chains would you want there? I think that I think McDonald's is a very good fit. I feel because only because I've seen it there before. I think that one's really cool. I wouldn't mind like Landon just said, In and Out Burger. I think fits really well onto Hollywood Boulevard or even like an in Disney just ripped off the competition and just put the, those style like restaurants in there anyways. I also wouldn't be opposed as far as like, In and Out yeah. Burger and like Canes and I don't know. I, I mainly the big one that I've always that I think that whenever we brought it up, In and Out Burger is one of the best ones that is on. Yeah, Hollywood that would definitely Walmart. fit. They but yeah, they I, should make their own. Maybe I'm just wrong, but I'm not opposed to it. But I think that McDonald's was an elite partnership for them. I also think Starbucks is one of those elite partnerships for them. There we go. I, I had a couple more, and I'm excited to talk about uh, talk about my one of my hot takes whenever we get to the ranking podcast. We actually had a lot of people listen to our last podcast so that's yeah, we cool. got a record number of listens pretty quickly and i think i also had a lot of people flame us for our hot takes but i don't think today's takes were super duper high i think they were mild <laughs> but i do appreciate it should and i get this place steamy to start up no. the audience <laughs> <laughs> landon landon we're gonna we'll hold off we'll hold off all right, all right. For, for, they'll have to tune in next week's episode for a super duper spicy episode sounds um, good all righty all right moving on to yeah, moving on to the draft. This week, we're going to be drafting the best cue music in Walt Disney World. This is what I'm really excited about. Music is a big part of my life, and I think all of our lives. And really, they do a really good job at tying in the music to the rides. Glenn, without further ado, what is your first pick? I know we've talked about... I know what Colby's picking his first round, I hope, because he's talked about it so much. So I'm tempted to just take it from his grasp, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I think the line cue music in Toy Story Mania is in my is my number one pick overall. Just because I think the Toy Story soundtrack is elite. So that's why I'm picking Toy Story Mania as my first round pick. Yeah, Man, that's a great pick. Yeah. yeah, it's a great pick. It's a great pick. I really don't um, know definitely... what I'm going to do in these later rounds, but first round was pretty easy. So I'm actually between two in this next one. And it's really hard for me to choose. but. I am going to go with Tron because the movie or excuse me, the music impressed me that much. Like we talked wow. about a little bit. At the, yeah. The buildup, the buildup between, and then when you're in the actual queue, it really is like a full experience because when you're walking up the ramp, it's almost like you're entering like the Tron area, like Bridge. the Tron rot. 
Yeah, the Tron grid. It's just, it's incredible. Like, that movie soundtrack is also elite, so I can see why that would be on there. I haven't heard it yet, but I am excited to potentially yeah. do it. It was just amazing how, when you w were walking up the ramp, it got progressively louder. And, like, there, there was just something so special about that. And, obviously, I know Disney did that on purpose. So, it was cool. That sounds awesome. But that made my decision a lot easier. I'm going to draft Space Mountain, and I didn't think it'd be here. So, I'm very happy. The, yeah. So, part of me was like, okay, do I draft Space Mountain now? Because not, neither of them have rode Tron. But, that's not really fair. I just, Respect. I Tron. Respect. Yeah. So, with my next pick, I do think that... It's about the ambiance, really, whenever you talk about ride cue music and, like, the way that it makes you feel. So I'm going to be taking Flight of Passage, the Flight of Passage line cue music slash ambiance. Like, the way it makes me feel, especially in that big forest room, it's just, like, I am on Pandora, and it's done so well that I think that it's great. Yeah, definitely. I'm always impressed by that music, too. With my next selection, I'm actually going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean. So definitely... Nice. One of my favorite, just the classic Yoho. And then it's just, it's very like dark in there and definitely adds to the ambiance of the ride. So I'm going to go with Pirates. It's definitely a, a nice music loop. And I actually listen to it every now and again while I'm working. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Hey, that's when you know it's good. All right, with my next pick, I'm going to pick Soren. Ooh, I just think it's, good pick. it's really exciting and it does a great job leading up to the ride. Yeah, that being said, I'm taking Big Thunder Mountain. It's actually what we play at the beginning of every single intro to every episode. So I have oh. to say that it, it is one of my favorite, one of my favorite cue musics. I knew it was going to get taken. I almost took it last round, but I was like, All right, I got to take Pirates. So I'm going to take Tower of Terror. Their cue music right. is very, it just fits the ride very well. And so I just want to take it based on that. and. It's just very, it really sets you up for the ride. And so I'm going to take Tower of Terror here for my infamous third round selection. That's not that bad. Like, your list is really looking up, Colby. I've, you've been <laughs> stepping up your game with these drafts. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, shout out Colby on that. All right, with my third pick, <laughs> I'm going to be taking Frozen Ever After. I think it okay. just, it's a perfect sing-along one. Big Frozen guy. Hey, it gets overlooked. Oh. Yeah, you could have taken a fourth round. It was that overlooked. Um, I was really impressed with Frozen Ever After, by the way. I hadn't rode it in a while, and it actually moved up my rankings after this trip. It was very good. Really? Wow. What I like to yeah. hear. I don't, because his bottom 50 is, is, is still so tough for me. <laughs> I think Frozen Ever After is appropriately rated as far as on my list, but one of the one of the cue musics that the ride is trash. The show is trash. The music for it is absolutely elite. I think that the Tiki Room line cue music is oh. fantastic. Uh, I love those it. Of you, those of you who have never done this, there is a, tr a like a three-hour-long Trader Sam's window loop on on YouTube. Highly recommended. It. It's super relaxing. It's one of my favorite music loops to listen to. I like it. I like that pick. I'm like in between a few things I want to take, but. I'm going to go over to Runamuck Park and I'm going to take Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Wearaway. I, I think, think that yeah. definitely a good line music. Very appropriate. All right, sweet. I'm also between a lot. I didn't expect this many to be left on my list. There are a lot of really good, a lot of really good, like, line cue music. So, yeah. 
This, man, that makes it tough. I'm going to go Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I love that cue. Okay. I think the music does a great job at just bringing you closer to the ride. Do y'all have any more that weren't drafted? We draft another. Oh, but I, I'm down to hear y'all's honorable mentions. I think that the okay. honorable mentions are fun. I'm haunted. Yeah. I think that theme music is really good. I'm not a dark, scary guy. Like, I, I'm not, like, super into scary movies or anything like that. So Haunted falls flat for me, personally. But I do the cue music. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I had a Peter Pan's Flight on there. One that I debated taking, I just felt like it wasn't long enough, was the Cosmic Rewind music, like right after you get through that last room. And it's like the Guardians music is playing. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I had Jungle Cruise on there, like the little radio station that they use. I think I think Jungle Cruise is definitely another one of those Adventureland ones. I think Adventureland's some really good music. I also think Swiss Family Robinson doesn't really have a line, yeah. but like the whole thing's a cue, basically. And I think the music on Swiss Family Robinson is pretty good, too. Now, let's go ahead and recap our list. So for me, for my first round pick, I took Toy Story Mania, then I took Flight of Passage, Thunder Mountain, and then I ended it up with a pretty underrated one with Tiki Room. Nice. And then I took... Tron with my first pick. Then I went over to Pirates, Road Tower of Terror, and then Mickey and Minnie's. I had Space Mountain, and then I selected Soren, headed over to Frozen Ever After, and then finished up at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Nice. That was awesome. I, and again, I think that this is one we've wanted to do for a while. I'm so surprised that Space Mountain didn't end up on Colby's list, <laughs> only because that was his justification for having this ride so high on his favorites list, but I'm a big fan of the list so far. Uh, so now we're going to hop on to what is my favorite segment, which is the Disney Trivia Showdown. This year at Rope Droppers, we all claim to be semi-Disney experts. This segment's meant to prove who's not. So I'm happy to get a few wrong. I hope the boys are too. So without further ado, I'm going to go first, then it's going to go Landon, then Colby, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling in that way. Boys, are you ready to be stumped? Yes, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yes, please. Alrighty, it's pretty common knowledge that Animal Kingdom theme park is the largest theme park in Disney World. Coming in at over 580 acres, it's crazy impressive. But something that's not super common knowledge, acreage-wise, what is the smallest Disney World theme park? Dudes, I want to say, I want to say it's Magic Kingdom. That's what my gut's telling me. Also, I'm gonna say Magic Kingdom. And your guts are correct. It's actually over 400 acres smaller than Animal Kingdom. It comes in 107 acres, the entire Jeez, park, wow. which is a lot of space. It does feel like everything's on top of each other. It yeah. does, but also with it having the most to do, that did surprise. I figured Hollywood Studios would be up there for one of the smallest. Yeah. But Hollywood Studios is goes in order. It goes Animal Kingdom, then Epcot, then Hollywood Studios, then Magic. It's crazy. That's awesome. All right, today mine has to do with a movie, not really a, a part of the theme park, but we'll be talking about Aladdin. So the oh. genie in Aladdin, when he gets out of his lamp, how long was he in there for? 5,000 years. How many years? How many? 5,000. Colby, do you have a guess? I'll say four days. Four days? Uh. <laughs> four days. Colby, Colby, come on. It was 10,000. Was it actually? Yeah. 2,000? 10,000. Man, that genie. I thought it was four days. 
What a switch. Did you, act- did you actually think it was four days? That wasn't like some kind of bit? That wasn't a bit, Colby? It four kind of days. was, but also I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> All right, let, moving on to my question. This was a really cool thing that I got to see this past trip that I'd never seen before. But what is the significance of the American flag on display at the American Adventure Pavilion? There's a lot of uh, them. There? There's, a bunch there's of one specific flags. one that's on display at the, the American, American at, well, in the American, American Adventure Pavilion. Is it in like the room where, like, off to the side where they switch out museums and stuff? Yeah, but this one has stuck around. It was really cool. I got to see it this past trip. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Next you time you're in Epcot, this. go check this out. This particular flag, it was actually recovered from the World Trade Center rubble after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Oh, wow. This is a really cool piece of American history that Disney has. Colby, good question. Good question. Alrighty, boys. So that was a super fun episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Rope Choppers. If you want to keep up to us on a day-to-day, Colby has lots of content that he's been posting from his previous trip to Disney World, and he'll continue to post more over at Colby Trades Pins. Then we have Landon over at Disneyland and B where he posts pins content as well as just like anytime like we post a new episode we all share it to our stories and I share mine to Imagineer Glenn that's where you can see a couple of the illustrations and I just posted the stickers for the month of May and then yeah but you can follow us at the Rope Droppers con- uh, podcast but you can find it down in the description down below if you want to support us over on Patreon that is where some of the exclusive podcasts that could be recorded on his last trip to Disney World will be released over there on Patreon thank you guys so much for listening my name's Glenn Landon. And I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Shoppers Podcast. We'll see you real soon. Mm-hmm.